Welcome to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette, with your host Steve Garrett, MC and DJ at one of the largest Corvette weekends in the country, Corvette Fun Fest, president of the Corvette Club of Kansas City, Missouri, and radio disc jockey at the number one radio station in Kansas City for over 40 years. Here's Steve Garrett. Thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. I appreciate you tuning in. You can listen to Corvette Today on all podcast platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm, Pandora, Stitcher, Audible, Adore Labs, and many more. You can also listen on your smart device. Just say, hey, Google or Alexa, play the podcast called Corvette Today, and you're connected. Also, visit the Corvette Today website. It's corvettetodaypodcast.com. You can also sign up for Corvette Today notifications, updates, and information at corvettetoday.ck.page. And don't forget, join the Corvette Today Facebook group. We now have over 2,600 members, and I'd love to have you as a member as well. And I'm also excited to tell you about the new YouTube channel for Corvette Today. Be sure and check out your favorite Corvette Today podcast now on YouTube. First, I'd like to thank our flagship sponsors of Corvette today, E-Tech. E-Tech is the expert and leader in custom flooring. Whether it's your garage floor, basement, patio, the front steps of your home, or a professional workplace, E-Tech is four times stronger than epoxy and comes with a 15-year warranty. There are hundreds of different patterns to choose from, and installation is completed in one day. You can walk on your floor in 24 hours. Call for a free estimate at 913-745-3732 or visit etekcustomcoatings.com. 913-745-3732 or etekcustomcoatings.com. I have my garage floor done with eTech and absolutely love it. I know you'll love yours too. Another flagship sponsor of Corvette today is midenginecorvetteforum.com. If you'd like to join a new vibrant forum that focuses on the new mid-engine C8 Corvette, it's free to join this friendly community. You'll meet a lot of fellow Corvette enthusiasts like yourself at midenginecorvetteforum.com. Also, a shout-out to canadiancorvetteforum.com, welcoming Corvette owners from around the world. It's time to get the latest Corvette news and headlines with my buddy Keith Cornett from CorvetteBlogger.com. As you know, Keith is a regular guest on the Corvette Today podcast. He's here twice per month, every other week, to keep you up to date on what's going on with America's sports car. Keith, welcome back. How are you? Doing great, Steve. Glad to be back here. It's summertime. I'm in Florida, so it's hot out here, but getting out the car, enjoying it. Want to get up to a few shows, so uh, things are going well. Good. Buddy, we've got a lot to get to when it comes to Corvette news. First, let's start with an update on Corvette production. The good news is that Corvette production is going on right now as we speak. We only had one week of production in the last four weeks, not including last week. So they returned back. They're making cars like they were. So about 180 per day. We did see they hit 190 on one of those days last week, but it's full production. They just crossed over the 15,000 mark on the number of cars they built for 2021. Nice. The good news is that, again, with the two weeks off that they just had and then the week off prior to that, hopefully these suppliers were still getting parts into them. So we're hoping that they were just able to warehouse these now that they've got a stockpile. So if there's any future interruptions, they can pull off the stockpile while the supplier is trying to catch up. So, yeah, it was really hard to be down for those two weeks prior but they're back up. They're working now. Let's just hope we've got 13 weeks to go before the end of the 2021 model year, expected in early September. So if there's no other further disruptions, they can make a bunch of cars right now. 
That sounds good. And we also had a differentiation in the June allocation. They canceled June, and anything that was 3,000 standards or more will be completed. Why don't you kind of fill in the blanks in that regard? Right. So when you miss three weeks of production in May, and then you're expecting to dump another allocation cycle onto the dealers, the dealers would then be able to match their customers with that allocation and submit them. GM had to decide, well, are we going to then have to extend our production schedule to accommodate for those missed weeks? Or do we just wrap things up, cancel that allocation, but continue to build all the cars over 3,000 status? So that's what they've done. They canceled the allocation for June. Some dealers had said that it wasn't as high as they were expecting anyway. So maybe a GM had been couching that leading up to the June allocation anyways. But with it canceled now, any car that's at 3,000 status, they said, will be completed. If you're not at 3,000 status, that means you're going to have to go back and work with your dealership, get back on the list for your 2022 model year car. You know, it's just one of these things where there's always a hard decision that has to be made. That's what Chevy did, as I said. We're just going to have to end up building less because of those missed weeks. But we're going to end when we said we are. And I think a lot of that, too, is they're sticking to the regular production cycle. A, they've wanted to get back on that since, I think, the 2017 model year. All these releases now that they've got going with Japan and England and New Zealand with their right-hand drive cars, now they have commitments also around the world, not just here in the United States. I think that was a lot of that decision, too, is we stick regular schedule. We honor these commitments to the people that have the 3000 status. And then we work with our suppliers, make sure we get the parts rolling in. And then the 2022s will come sometime in September. It looks like that's the plan. That sounds good. I like the plan. Also, Chevrolet, like with the C7, is now offering for the C8 a C8R special edition for next year, which looks really, really good because it's in two liveries. This is pretty exciting. So on Wednesday of last week, they dropped the visualizer. The visualizer became live. With it, people noticed right away that, wow, there's a tab there for special editions. And it shows the yellow with the gray stripes and then a hypersonic gray with yellow stripes. And they're, again, calibrated by the four and the three car. It's a really nice looking special edition. They got the sky cool gray with striped yellow seats. There's a graphic on the back quarter panel that says the C8R edition. It's a really nice looking special edition. I liked it really well, and it has the cross flags on the roof as well. It does. Now, these cars, they're going to make a 1,000 of them. They're all going to be in the left-hand drive configuration, and they're probably all going to be for just United States customers, maybe United States and Canada customers. Right. But they are going to be numbered. There's a dash plaque, a really nice-looking dash plaque that appears you know, underneath the speaker grill in the cockpit. So you'll have a numbered edition there as well. Very collectible. These packages, though, add $65.95 to the cost of the car. And you have to have a 3LT with Z51. So if you just had a 3LT with Z51 and then the C8R package, you're looking at 87000 for the coupe and 94000 for the convertible. Wow. So again, typical, you know, this is what Chevy does with their special editions. They make them upper level. They do load up on some of the options. You know, these will have the black Trident wheels. They've got the visible carbon fiber mirror covers, the side mirror covers, as well as the high wing. So there's a good equipment with the car as well. I liked it. And as you had alluded to earlier, the visualizer is now live. I have to admit, I got on there right away and started playing with it and made a car. I'm not ordering it, but I did make a car. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, you know, for many, it's the first time that we get to really play with the visualizer, which allows us to spin it around. It doesn't do the build and price like you get when you go to Chevrolet.com and do the build and price configurator. That's coming in September. But the visualizer allows us a lot more freedom to spin the car and move it around. And of course, you know, you can check out those new colors, the hypersonic gray, the caffeine and the amplify orange. There's also a new low profile spoiler that's available for non Z51 cars. 
It's just a little bit of a lip spoiler on the rear of the car. And if you get that, you also get the Z51 front splitter with that because you have to have balance on your arrow. But it's a really nice looking spoiler. It'd be interesting to see some of the uh, characteristics of it. You know, does it offer any downforce? Is it really just kind of mostly for looks? What's the purpose of it? We got some questions we want to know about that. And then the, the other thing for 2022 that was announced was they did a little bit of work on the engines. They say that they've upgraded the direct injection fuel system. They've improved the engine calibration and they've enhanced the active fuel management. So there's no horsepower gains or performance gains, but it sounds like they've been making some tweaks there, which hopefully will affect fuel mileage. Yeah, I did see that, and I like that. It was nice to see them tweaking that engine as well. Speaking internationally, Keith, we had the right-hand drive C8s arrive in Japan, and they revealed them at the Fuji Speedway, which is pretty cool. Yeah, anybody that's done any race car driving on video games has probably rode the track at the Fuji Speedway. It's got Mount Fuji in the background. It's kind of an iconic track. So this was supposed to be a live event with their customers coming together. But again, COVID screwed that up in Japan. So it ended up being just a live presentation with a Zoom call. But they have five right-hand drive cars over there. There were three coupes and two convertibles. They had some drivers that took them around the track. And then they got on the Zoom and they talked about their experience and what it was like driving the cars. These cars are out there. They're first customers. I have their cars now in Japan. And next up will be the UK, followed by Australia, New Zealand. So it's great to see that Chevy really trying to make this a world car. Again, one of the big considerations when they went to the C8, you know, and they'd be able to offer both the left-hand drive and the right-hand drive configurations. You're offering these countries to be able to drive this car on their native roads. That's very true. And speaking of Australia and New Zealand, ordering has opened up in those countries, hasn't it? Yep, the order book's open there. It's going to be interesting. We don't, we don't really have any idea of how many there are expected down there. These guys have been waiting for a long time. They really are Corvette people. We always run into a couple Australians or New Zealanders at Corvette shows. Corvette's a Carlisle Fun Fest they've been to. They're excited about this car just as much as we are, and hopefully their wait's going to be over soon. That sounds good. Also, GM was really great about offering some tips about warming up the car and making sure the engine is running at its optimum level. And now they've done that same thing with the braking system. Talk about that, Keith. Yeah, well, this was a tip that went out. This is, goes out to the GM Technical Assistance Center. Again, it's a way that techs can look up information on the car and find specific things to do with it. So this is for customers that complain about brake squeal, which is, uh, I guess, fairly common. They had to change the formulation of the brake pads. I believe California had some environmental regulations that they had to meet, so they had to reformulate those. Some people have been complaining about some brake squeal. So this technical order from Jeff Strausser addressed that. So the way they fix that is they add some copper paste to the sides of it. If you're power washing your wheels with a power washer, you're going through a touchless car wash. They said that's one of the things that might actually remove that copper paste from the brake pads. That's what's actually causing some of the squeal. So that might be something to consider as well if you're doing that. Absolutely right. You just hand wash it, not take it through the car wash. And we do have pricing for next year for the C8 Corvette as well, don't we? Yeah, you know, it was expected. The good news is I think it's still under what most people were expecting. It was less than what I was expecting. Looks like pricing is going to go up about $1,200. That will be across the board. So 1LT, 2LT, 3LT. And that's also coupe and convertible. The coupe price this year was the 60995 So the base price for the coupe is going to go to 62195 The base price for the convertible is 68495 now. And for 2022, it'll go to 69695 So a $1,200 increase. It's under 2% of the total price. 
I think a lot of people were expecting more. Unfortunately, those people that do get bumped from the uh, 2021s to the 2022s, there's been no talk of price protection. I doubt that there will be. So unfortunately, those people, when they do go back in line to add insult to injury, they're now going to have to pay more for their car next year. Let's just hope they, everybody gets the one that they want. And finally, they had a recall on an airbag malfunction on multiple vehicles, but it included Corvette, right? Yeah, this is across the board. This is, looks like a software error. It's Buick, Cadillac, GMC, and Chevy are all affected. And essentially what it is, is it's a software issue that causes the sensor to illuminate that the airbag is malfunctioned. It doesn't happen every single time, but it's something that's out there. They're addressing it. Hopefully it'll be just done with an over-the-air update and you know, we'll have to take it in for service. That would be perfect. That would be ideal. Well, buddy, let's take our first break, and in the second segment, we'll talk about Corvette racing and Corvette rumors on Corvette Today. VetFinders.com is the Internet's original Corvette classified ads website, with classified ads starting at just $25, and every ad runs until your Corvette is sold. If you're in the market for a Corvette, VetFinders.com has over 500 Corvettes for sale from all around the USA and Canada and covering all eight generations. Visit VetFinders.com, the Internet destination for buying and selling Corvettes. That's V-E-T-T-E finders.com. Hey, honey, are you awake? Mm, I am now. I can't sleep. Since turning 50, I keep dreaming of a red door and a blue door, somehow knowing there are only choices for retirement. Okay. Through the red door, we outlive our money. We have to rely on our kids. We're stuck on a fixed income. It's terrifying. Yeah, that would suck. But through the blue door, our money outlives us. We retire on our terms. Our kids stay our kids, not our caretakers. We make work optional. Yes, that's much better. That's what I want to, but what do we do? We call True Wealth and Company at 913-653-8783. They specialize in helping successful people make work optional. They're our fiduciary Blue Door personal wealth managers. Hey, where are you going? It's 3 a.m. I can't sleep. I'm going to check out True Wealth and Company online at retirewithtrue.com. That Blue Door is going to be our retirement. 913-653-8783. Visit us online at retirewithtrue.com. Investment advice offered through True Wealth and Company, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Kansas. And now, back to Corvette Today with your host and my husband, Steve Garrett. Hey, thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. With me every other week is Keith Cornett from CorvetteBlogger.com. Keith and I keep you up to date on what's going on in the world of Corvette. In this second segment, we talk about racing and rumors in the world of Corvette. Keith, last weekend, we just had a race at Belle Isle for Corvette Racing, and that's a big deal for Corvette Racing, isn't it? It is, yeah, because you're racing in the shadow of the General Motors Renaissance Center. You've got all the executives and employees there that are able to enjoy the fruits of their labor. Glad to see the Corvettes roll in there. You know, of course, it's been since like 2008, I think, since they've run as a GT program there. They had the prototypes and other cars, but this is a big deal. I'd like to see the Corvettes race there every year. It always falls on that weekend where they're off at Le Mans. That's why they were able to race last weekend is because Le Mans got pushed off till August. So they just went ahead and did their demonstration that they did at the race. That was really cool. Also, GM is kind of working out details on the 2023 racing program. Do we have any insights on that yet? Nope, other than the fact that it's just a really complicated decision, according to what we're hearing out of the people at GM Racing. Of course, it was about 60 days ago that Laura Clouser, the Corvette Racing Program Manager, said that we'll have a decision made. And so now they're saying, well, about another 60 days or so. Hmm. We're probably looking right around Le Mans that we'll have an idea of how they're going to do this. The choice 
races again are the LMDH prototypes, which would race at the top of the classes for Le Mans, or they're going to do a GT3 program, but it's going to be modified because the C8R is not an actual GT3 car. So there's some considerations there. IMSA's being very flexible, it sounds like. They've come out with their own regulations for the GTD Pro versus the GTD Amateur, in which case they haven't announced any manufacturers that are going to be racing yet, but it does sound like there's quite a bit of interest there. It's a big decision, and again, it looks like we're about 60 days away from it. Interesting. Well, and and speaking of IMSA, they're still hashing out details, too, for next year's GTD Pro Class, aren't they? Yeah, it's all working about the drivers. You have the balance performance and the technical bulletins that go along with how are they going to differentiate between the two. Obviously, you can't have these cars out there and that they run exactly the same. So will the GTD Pro cars have a little bit more power, a little bit different aero? Everything sounds like, though, that they are specking it to the global GT3 regulations. So I don't think there's going to be a lot of play around there. And it's just a matter of them trying to ensure that they've got good coverage in both classes. They don't want to cannibalize the amateur class, but they also want to make sure that they've got a good showing for the GTD Pro class. It's all coming together. It's back into GM's court in terms of what they want to do. Well, it'll be interesting to see how that all pans out for sure. Also, Juan Pablo Montoya is in love with the C8 Corvette Indy Pace car. That was nice to see. This is one of those videos that just all of a sudden kind of comes out and it just captures your attention. He filmed this two-minute video just prior to the Indianapolis 500, which he raced in. The setup is he's got a younger driver with him, Felix Rosenquist, and they're going to go do a lap in the pace car, in which case one Pablo Montoya is going to tell him, well, this is where I go in this line and maybe I shift here. And the idea is to show the new kid the lay of the land. And instead, there's some of that, but as they're driving around, you know, Juan's going, wow, man, this is a really nice car and the conversation turns to the Corvettes and in fact Montoya then looks at Felix and says I love this car and he says I better win it wow (laughs) so that's to the tradition of the Indianapolis 500 winner getting a street version of the pace car it was just a fun video here's two guys just geeking out on a new Corvette convertible instead of talking about what they should have been which is racing at the Indianapolis 500 well it was nice to see that the Indy pace car C8 Corvette was able to divert their attention to something that a little bit more hits home for us Right. And General Motors had put out these renderings of the pace car as it was constructed. It was designed by Adam Barry. It's nice that Chevrolet puts this out because we're able to put a name to the car. What was interesting, though, is when they told Adam Barry, hey, Adam, you're designing the Indianapolis 500 pace car this year. Your only requirements are that it has to be a convertible and you have to use the striped yellow sky cool gray seats. And anything else is up to you. That was his requirements. And I think this pace car actually turned out to be very nice looking, very racy. Again, it was white with the black stripes outlined with the yellow, but the yellow matched the straight yellow seat. So it all pulled it all together. So it was a very nice rendering. Of course, it turned out beautiful in real life. Good job to GM designer Adam Barry on that. He did a great job, that's for sure. And finally, the CA details are out for next year, so that means that it looks like maybe the Z06 will be a 2023 car, not a 2022 car. Is that correct? Yeah, us and just about everybody else for the last couple of years have, have had the 2022 year circ for the Z06. 
But it's just one of those things where it didn't happen. We were kind of holding out after the bash in April. I think Tadra Harlan said there's more to come. Of course, there was more to come, but unfortunately, it wasn't about the Z06. We're waiting for them to be testing more. There's a lot more things that they have to work out, I'm sure. So it looks like another year of development testing for the Z06 before we'll actually know more about it. I had mentioned that I think a reveal next spring and then production in late summer is what I'm seeing. I have some other friends say, no, no, no. They might do the reveal either at the very end of the year or very beginning of next year. No one knows yet. It's all up in the air. But at least now, I think we do have a definite plan because if it wasn't this year, it's got to be next year. So 2023 Z06. That sounds good. I'd like to have it earlier, but I guess we can wait another year or so, can't we? Good things come to those who wait, said nobody ever. <laughs> <laughs> very true, my friend. Very true. Well, let's take our final break keith and in the third segment we'll talk about the lighter side of corvette on corvette today american hydrocarbon your one-stop shop for custom interior exterior and engine bay items for your c4 through c8 corvette we can help you create a custom look for your corvette with carbon fiber or 10 different color patterns and styles we've served customers in over 28 countries all around the world Whether it's a custom-made engine cover for your new C8 mid-engine Corvette or custom-made C4 interior upgrades, American Hydrocarbon can help you transform your Corvette into a best-in-class show car. Our products have been featured in VET and Corvette magazines, so give us a call. 813-476-5638. That's 813-476-5638. Visit our website at AmericanHydrocarbon.com or email us at pat at AmericanHydrocarbon.com. Let us help you make your Corvette the car you've always wanted it to be. American Hydrocarbon. AC Trends Motorsports has been the Midwest's largest custom wheel superstore for over 25 years. They specialize in C8 wheel fitments from the top brands in the industry, like HRE, Boston, ADV1, Avant-Garde, and more. They ship daily from their Kansas City location to all upper 48 states with the best pricing and inventory in the country. Need tires? KC Trends Motorsports has you covered. They have tires in stock from Michelin and Pirelli. Plus, they can help you with a customized wheel and tire combo for your Corvette to truly make it one of a kind. And if you need wheel ideas, no problem. Simply go online to kctrends.com for their car and wheel visualizer. See the wheels on your Corvette before you purchase. Also, there's dozens of wheels and tire combo pictures to look through online to spur your imagination. And their expert staff is there to help you with wheel and tire sizing and offsets for your C6, C7, and C8 Corvette. Visit them online at kctrends.com. See them on Facebook and Instagram. Make any Corvette a one of a kind with KC Trends Motorsports. Call them toll free, 877-962-5200. KC Trends Motorsports. You're listening to the Corvette Today podcast with Steve Garrett. Hey, thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. With me every other week is Keith Cornett from CorvetteBlogger.com. Keith and I keep you up to date on what's going on in the world of Corvette. And by the way, all of the things that we talk about on this podcast, you can find on CorvetteBlogger.com. So in this third segment, we're going to talk about the lighter side of Corvette. Keith, pre-owned Corvette pricing is up 34% from last year. 34%. Oh my God. I would have never guessed any of this could ever possibly have happened. But this 
this is what's going on. You know, first of all, we've got the pre-owned cars. Let's talk pre-owned in terms of the C7s versus the C8. So we know that C7 owners are doing very well in selling their cars right now. They're getting a bump over mostly what they would have thought it would be. Some people are actually selling their cars back for more than they purchased it. Of course, if you bought a 2019, those cars were so heavily discounted in 2019, you know, $12,000, $15,000 off. When these C7 owners are now selling these cars, they're back in that territory where they're making that money back. So good for them. But the real news, I think, this study comes from IC cars and they're the same people. They track like the new car sales. So they're the ones that the Corvettes have been selling the most every month. This is the study on the used car market. And again, we're seeing 33.9% increase year over year in Corvette pre-owned pricing. I would say most of that is driven by the C8. We've got cars that people are selling them for 25 over. They're driving them for a year and selling them for 25 over, Steve, and no one's ever heard of that before. If you go on to any of the big sites like Autotrader or Cars.com, generally there's about 800 or 900 of these cars for sale. And because they're all priced way over MSRP, I think that's why we're getting a number like the 33.9% of this increase is because it's being really driven by the C8s. It's amazing, Keith. I keep looking at the 2019 ZR1s online because I still drool over those cars with the big wing, the new nose, and 755 horsepower, but they're just out of sight. The pricing is just out of sight. It is across the board. I mean, if Z06 owners, of course, if you have a manual C7, those cars are doing very well. Here's a story I heard from a dealer, and this is only secondhand, but a guy buys a Corvette new, 1LT, it's a convertible, so 68. He decides he's going to trade it in for an SUV, and that same dealer gives him like 85 for it because that's the trade-in value. It's totally upside down from what we expected to be. But for those owners that are able to flip their cars or just decide it just only makes good financial sense to do so, they're making a killing on it. We joked with another friend of mine. I said, you know, Doug Feehan would talk about cascade engineering, where the race car makes a better street car, which makes a better race car, which makes a better street car. Right. And in this case, we're going to have cascade ownership, where you can sell your car bank that extra money and then put it down on the next level. So you might end up with a Z06, you might end up with the ZR1 or Zora at the end if these cars keep selling the way they do. It's just an exciting time right now for Corvette owners. If you decide to take advantage of this market, it's red hot right now. No one's going to blame you if you do. It's definitely red hot for sure. Also, we have a show coming up that is really, really cool. You can visit the Carlisle GM Nationals and Corvettes for Chip. Talk a little bit about that, Keith. Obviously, these are friends of ours. Corvettes of Carlisle, I think, is one of the great shows to go to. It should definitely be on your bucket list. As we've all been locked up the way we have been, we want to get out to shows anyways. The other thing, too, I like about this show, and I, I wish I could go to it. It's a little bit of a further trip for me. It's just the ability to see all different kinds of cars and not just Corvettes. So like this year, they're celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Chevy Vega and some of those compact cars that Chevy was building in the early 70s. Of course, there's the Nova Gathering. There's all kinds of that classic muscle car and Camaro. But then also you do have a special section where there's basically going to be a Corvette show going on within the GM Nationals. And that's the Corvettes for Chip. That's for raising money for the Chip Miller Amyloidosis Foundation. So it's a great cause there. And you can go hang out with Corvette people, do all kinds of stuff. There's going to be fun field judging and there's seminars and all kinds of contests. I think there's going to be a exhaust sounding contest who's got the best sounding exhaust. So all kinds of fun stuff going on. That show runs later this month, the 25th and the 26th of June. It sounds like a good time. So that's why we mentioned it again. Just want to get out and do some shows this year. 
Very true. Very true. And we covered this in the last podcast, this next story. Mr. Mike Furman from Criswell Chevrolet in Gaithersburg, Maryland, delivered his 5,000th Corvette on May 29th, which is a huge milestone. Yeah, just a great guy. People that have worked with Mike over the years to get their cars. You know how you become number one is with great service and great communication. And you end up with repeat customers, and that's what he has. He has the best customers that just come back over and over again to him. So, again, congratulations to Mike, a good friend of ours here, and wish him most success. We're waiting for number 6,000, I guess, next. Absolutely right. And, again, if you want to hear the story, Mike and I get on the Corvette Today podcast. It's number 60. Listen to that one. It's a quick listen. It's 21 minutes, but it's a great story of uh, Corvette number 5,000 delivered. Also, Keith, a C8 owner shared a PDR video, and I'm surprised that this is still going on, but a technician at a dealership took his car for a test drive and drove it over 100 miles per hour. Yeah, this is one of those stories that just, again, makes you cringe every time you take your baby to the dealership and have to leave it. You know, what's going to happen? Truth be told, I don't think the full video is all that egregious. Yes, he took it for a 15-mile test drive. We don't know what he was testing. At one point, he did go 104 miles an hour in a 55-mile-an-hour zone. Ooh. But he's out on a rural four-lane highway. I don't think he had to really worry about cross-traffic. So I don't think it was not so much unsafe, but it's just the thought of... Why did they take my car for that kind of test drive? Why did they go so fast in it? Again, he had the PDR set up as his dash cam so that every time the car started, everything just records automatically. And he's just had it. He didn't do that to catch somebody. He's just, that's how he drives. And it's a safety feature. You know, in case something happens, you do have some sort of video evidence that, you know, might have been in an accident or something like that. But this poor owner, he has had the worst time with his car. In fact, he calls his car the world's worst C8 based on all the troubles that he's had. He was one of these guys that was driving down the road and all of a sudden the front actuator broke and his car was limited to 26 miles an hour. So he had to take it into service. And then he started having all these gremlins with his dash. Like none of his gauges would light up. The radio was off. He was able to start everything up by smacking the side of his center console with his fist. He just bang it. And then the lights pop on, you know? So he's been in service just a bunch of times. And now, you know, he had to go back for another issue and then to deal with this on top of that. The guy loves his car. He'll tell you, I love this car. He says he's not a rich guy. He put a lot of money into it. He wants to keep it nice. And it's just frustrating that these things just continue to happen to him. So hopefully he'll get some sort of resolution from the dealership. I'd fight for a free oil change or two, maybe, but that's probably about the extent of the argument that I would make. Probably. Unfortunately, I hope it all works out well for him. And finally, Keith, Amelia Hartford has broken her own world record, 9.36 seconds at 147 miles per hour. Does that put her back up on top from the other company that is working to get that 1,000 horsepower? You know, they've been battling back and forth. Amelia Hartford and the guys at FuelTech have this friendly competition now. Of course, Amelia had both the fastest car and the most powerful car with the highest horsepower. FuelTech came and got that. They did, I think, 1,075 on their dyno. They're going out to the track as well. They're trying to get up their car to beat her time. And Amelia, her goal has always been eight seconds. So she was back at the track with her car. She already had the fastest at 9.41. And so she improved to 9.36. And then another run she did, she did a 9.39. So she actually beat her record twice. 
The new fastest C8 record is 9.36 at 147. Wow, that's amazing. It's incredible that they're going that fast at that kind of torque and horsepower. The other thing, too, is she was saying that when they were making some of those runs, it was nearly 100 degrees out there, which isn't the most optimal for drag racing, but they're still able to put down a bunch of times in the nine. So good for her. And again, this is just a fun thing for us to kind of sit back and watch because we know Fuel Tech's going to be out there done for We're sure that there's going to be some other tuning shops that want to get in on the action as well. So all this is fun to watch. Absolutely right. The horsepower wars are in full swing. That's for sure. Yes, they are. Well, buddy, thanks for being here. And again, you can see all the things that we talked about on this podcast today at CorvetteBlogger.com. Make sure you check it out. Keith, we will see you in two weeks, my friend. Sounds good, Steve. Uh, Everybody get out there, drive your cars, and make sure if you see another Corvette, wave, throw the wave up, throw your hands up. No shame in saying hi to your fellow Corvette owner. Please save the waves. Thanks for listening to Corvette Today, and thanks to our sponsors, American Hydrocarbon at AmericanHydrocarbon.com and KC Trends Motorsports at KCTrends.com. And don't forget E-Tech Custom Coatings at E-T-E-K Custom Coatings.com or call 913-745-3732. You've been listening to Corvette Today with Steve Garrett. If you'd like to contact Steve with any thoughts on the podcast or ideas for guests on Corvette Today, you can email him at stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. That's stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. Garrett has two R's and two T's. Or connect with Steve on social media on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram using at stevegarrettdj. Thanks again for listening to Corvette Today.